Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Ball. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by Red IQ. Check them out. They turn static multifamily rent rolls and P&Ls into actionable intelligence. It's pretty awesome software. It's called RedIQ.com is where you can learn more about it. Well, today we're talking about multifamily. You know, multifamily's been really the darling industry, hasn't? The sector has just done incredibly well. And a lot of people, a lot of companies, investors, and REITs and funds have always liked multifamily. It seems, always seems like a, a fairly safe sector, but it has really soared in recent years. But what should we expect moving forward? There's been a lot of new supply. Uh, in some cities, you see a lot of cranes building a lot of multifamily. So how is multifamily really performing? Uh, what is the forecast moving forward? And what are investment sales? What are cap rates looking like today? Well, we'll find out this and a lot more. Please welcome my first guest. It's Carl Whitaker, and he's with RealPage. Carl, thanks for being with us, sir. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate it. Well, Carl, first of all, let's talk about uh, performance. When you look at the U.S. overall, how is multifamily performing? It seems like the, the demographics have been in favor and things have been going well. Uh, is it still going well? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, in some internal conversations we've had, we've been exceptionally pleased and almost even a little bit surprised that performance has been this strong this late in the cycle. Um, our recent 2Q numbers or are, are, are soon to release 2Q numbers, I should say, um, you know, we're still seeing 3% rent growth at the national level. Um, occupancy is well above 95%. If uh, memory serves me correct, our most recent numbers are going to say somewhere between 95.7, 95.8 um, at the U.S. level. And again, that's just that's phenomenal. That really underpins or shows you how strong demand that's underpinning performance has been. And I think, as you touched on, there's some demographic tailwinds that are driving that. Um, you know, it's just it's it, it's been great. It's been a, a strong performing sector, and we think that's going to continue for at least the near future. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. I know you guys do a forecast. You have a, a recently completed five-year forecast, and you know that uh, I think it'd be very interesting to a lot of people. So, what's the future look like? Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's get our uh, get our crystal ball out here and, <laughs> and predict the future. But um, it was something we've noticed in our recent update is we have a lot of late recovery markets, uh, markets that were that were slow to to come out of the recession are generally still going to be our forecast leaders for the next, let's call it four to eight quarters, um, you know, maybe even 12 quarters, so one to three years. Um, some of our West Coast markets seeing a little bit of an increase in supply year over year, um, perhaps um, pu pulling down some expectations in those markets over the next one to two years. But a lot of those markets also have very strong bones about them and should continue to perform well over the longer term. There just may be some short-term adjustment, but it's a lot of these smaller markets um, that are that are really jumping towards the top of the leaderboard. Uh, we do have a pocket of markets in the southeast that, despite having a lot of new construction, have really got some, some strong demand driving performance there. Um, Nashville, Charlotte, Raleigh-Durham, those are just a handful of those markets in the southeast that supply really hasn't slowed performance down at all. And I think over the next one to three years, let's call it, we'll continue to see strong performance in those markets. That's excellent news. So when you look at supply overall, how are we doing? Are we in line where we should be for new supply? 
we are. So we're seeing demand match and actually outpace supply a little bit. And that's been the general theme for uh, the majority of this cycle. Um, our most recent numbers are going to have supply coming in at about 300,000 units. That's really the same mark we've seen for um, about three years now. And as we continue over the next year, it should remain somewhere in that 300 to 330,000 units delivering on an annual basis. But as always, you're going to have individual markets where those numbers do change a little bit. And as I mentioned earlier, it's a lot of these West Coast markets that are seeing a pretty big jump or a pretty big increase in supply. A lot of the Southeast markets haven't really seen a ton of pullback. So that's also driving that overall supply number. All right, we're talking with Carl Whitaker with RealPage. And Carl, what do you see for the difference in performance for the A communities versus kind of the B and C, the rest of the market? Yeah, and that's actually a great question because our, um, you know, you would think, and this generally does happen, where your class A product is going to be competing the most with new supply, um, you know, always going to be uh, having to contend with those new units coming online. But recently, we've seen rent growth across all asset classes matching pretty closely. You know, you don't necessarily see one asset class widely outperforming any others, and we still see class A. Um, at just a little bit under full occupancy, just a little bit under 95%. But considering we've added, you know, two and a half million units to the the existing base nationally over the past 10 years, um, I mean, I think that's just a phenomenal occupancy rate. And um, we'll continue to see that as we move forward where Class A should remain somewhere similar to that. Class C may be hitting a little bit of some headwinds on the affordability side of things. We certainly don't think that there are these widespread affordability issues, but you know, you do run into the issue at times with Class C product if rent growth is significantly outpacing uh, the increase in wage growth, you do run into some more headwinds there. But um, Class B all looks good there. Um, should we hit some sort of economic slowdown in the next two to three years, then Class B should be in a good position um, to continue to perform pretty well. So Class A, though, all considered, just real quick summary, performance is good. We think that things look pretty good on that front for the next one to three years. All right. And, of course, every community and, and uh, sub-market is different. But uh, when you look at your forecast and you consider new supply levels have kind of been in line, I think you said that, uh, rate growth, rental rate growth has been around 3%. Um, what's your crystal ball tell you for rate growth moving forward? You know, if you look at the market overall, and is it different for A versus, you know, B and C? Yeah, so when we look at our overall um, rent growth expectations, I think we'll continue to see rent growth in that, let's call it two and a half to maybe the upper 2% range. It's a little, um, it's, it, it would be a little surprising to see rent growth continue to achieve 3%. I wouldn't be surprised to see a little bit of pullback in that. Um, and some of that will be supply driven. Again, I don't think we're overbuilding in mass, but um, when you are adding uh, new units to the existing base, of course, that's gonna be coming online at that class A price point. So as we move forward, I think class A, um, as, as the overall rent growth number does soften a little bit, I think Class A might get hit a little bit harder than Class B and C. But when I say that, I think that's probably that's probably calling for Class A growth somewhere around the low 2% range. So it feels a bit disingenuous to say that it's getting hit. It's just it should be a little bit softer than Class B and Class C. Right. 
Well, let's talk about cap rates. Uh, how do cap rates, how are they performing? What's the trend there when you look at the market overall? Yeah, so the, the, the one overarching theme or the, really the one word that's, um, that encapsulates cap rates over the past two to three years has been compression. And we have seen cap rates continue to tighten, and that's prevalent across all markets, whether it's you know your, your major markets or even some of your secondary and tertiary markets. We have seen those cap rates compress as sales price per unit has gone up. But you know, looking again how late we are in the cycle, uh, cap rates are still well ahead of that 10-year T-bill. So when looking at other investment alternatives, apartments are still an attractive option. You just might have to be a bit more strategic in how you approach some deals because we have seen cap rates compress in you know, some urban submarkets to the the 2% range that might make it a little bit harder for some deals to pencil. Um, some of our cap rate compression has some cap rate compression rather has been a little bit tighter on the West Coast markets or some of your East Coast markets. Just your naturally more expensive markets. You've seen a little bit more compression there. Whereas some markets in the heartland, some of these secondary markets in the Southeast, such as Memphis, Greensboro, et cetera, uh, cap rates are still pretty high there, but you also just don't see quite as much investment activity. Yeah. Well, for all you 2% cap rate buyers, call me. I've got you some better deals. <laughs> uh, uh, so what do you expect for cap rates moving forward? I know the crystal ball is hard to, to, to look at that uh, uh, pretty far out, but, but what's your expectations? Yeah, so I think cap rates, you know, will continue to compress a little bit, maybe not quite at the rate that we've seen uh, between, let's call it 2010 and current, but, you know, you will see cap rates continue to compress just a little bit. Um, but all considered, when you look again at other investment alternatives, multifamily should look to be a pretty attractive investment alternative. But again, perhaps those that maybe were looking at urban um, centric deals a few quarters ago, maybe start looking at some suburban deals, or perhaps you're looking at some, some, um, some deals further out on the periphery or some markets that you might not necessarily necessarily have considered three, four, five years ago as investors do chase that yield. Yeah. Well, great advice, Carl, and great information. Thanks for joining us, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Michael. Look, if you like more information, uh, check out the, the products and services at realpage.com. Now, stay with us. We're going to talk about some technology for multifamily that you absolutely want to know about. Stay with us. I'm Michael Ball. This is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty. For customized asset and occupancy solutions, visit bullrealty.com. Commercial Agent Success Strategies, incredible training for commercial agents. Visit commercialagentsuccess.com. Red IQ, turning multifamily data into actionable intelligence. Visit rediq.com. Welcome back to America's Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Ball. This segment is brought to you by CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Check it out. It is training for commercial agents at CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Well, today we're talking about multifamily, and you know, technology is helping us do 
everything better these days, right? Well, we've got some great technology to talk to you about involving multifamily. It's called Red IQ, and they're transforming the way multifamily deals are done. Let's check it out. Please welcome my guest. It's Ben Briggs, and he's with Red IQ, and he's here in Studio One. Ben, thanks for being with us. Really great to be here, Michael. A pleasure. Well, Ben, first of all, tell me, Red IQ, who, who is it for? Who should think about using this or considering it? Yeah, that's a it's a great question. So mm -hmm. we have actually today about mm -hmm. uh, over 300 clients using Red IQ. The majority of those are, I would say, acquisition teams. Uh, so people looking at multifamily deals, um, acquisition teams, brokers, so investment sales brokers, and also people lenders doing financing. Okay, and it's really set up mainly for multifamily, right? That's correct. We do one thing and we do it extremely well, <laughs> and it's multifamily. Yeah. Uh, typically, larger multifamily deals. The leverage that our platform provides. Uh, increases as the deals and the documentation gets larger. Okay, and if you're transforming the way multifamily deals are done, so what what is it? What, what how is that done? What what is it? Tell well, us about it. You know, I mean, you've been a broker for a long time, so you know how this works and how not much has changed mm -hmm. uh, in a long time, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, what happens when a, a property is at the point where it's going to be acquired? We have this long cycle of hey, I check out this brochure, I need to make an opinion about value if I'm a broker, or I need to uh, underwrite this if I'm uh, on the acquisition side of the table. Or a lender. Or a lender, or finance it. Um, so we all start with the same documentation. We have a long multi-line rent roll from a property management system, and we have a um, operating statement that will be written out in the accounting standards that the seller Prefers, right? right? And all of that needs to be standardized in order for us to be able to get something done. Now, in the bad old days, I would take that and pay my analyst to copy and paste it into my sheet one at a time. And uh, then when we were ready to bid on this deal and now we want to go get a loan, well, I'm going to send it to my mortgage broker and he's going to painstakingly copy and paste it into his sheet. Um, and so that's really where we started was getting rid of that part. So uh, with Red IQ, the documentation that's needed to do a multifamily deal is instantaneously read, um, checked for errors. We highlight uh, issues and outliers in that data um, and make it instantly available to use in an underwriting model. And furthermore, every time that people put a deal through our system, it becomes a part of their institutional knowledge. So as you were to, you learn from years and years in the market what something's worth, what comps are like, uh, this allows us to get that leg up so that the younger generation coming in, everything we look at, we, ha we have remembered as a comp. Right. So uh, I can start seeing kind of what uh, operating costs uh, are and what management costs are and what, you know, and seeing what's and kind of an anomaly, right? And how they're trending. And you can yeah. share that information with someone new who joins your firm as well, mm -hmm. because now they're not looking through a folder tree of old Excel files. Yeah. We're actually, we have this available to put into and make um, make judgment calls about the market. Well, let's back up a minute, because I'm going to get this stuff in, in Excel, and I'm going to get it in PDFs and all that. So how, how, does that, how, does that, how does your software do that to get it into, into your system? I, I mean, do you really want me to tell you? Or? <laughs> is, it, is magic? A little bit, you know, like uh, some, some robots, some yeah. bubble gum and duct tape, and you know, there's a Rube Goldberg machine that we built. Yeah, the, yeah. The, that, that's been painstaking in the past. Yeah. So this kind of just takes a, you, you put it up in your, on, your, on your computer screen and boom? Yeah, 
push a button and... That's absolutely right. So, so it's got to save a ton of time. It saves a ton of time. So we, we found, we've been doing some research with our clients and we found that uh, on average, this will make an analyst roughly four to five times more effective. They'll be able to do four to five times as many, process four to five times as many deals as they would by themselves. So this is a really powerful for uh, staying lean, you know, um, and it also, uh, it reflects the reality of the market that we're in today, right? Yeah. So, you know, a client called me, uh, well, actually, we were on, sitting on a panel the other day, and he told me, you know, right now, we look at 800 deals that we run through our underwriting department, and we bid on 30, right? Wow. So quick math, that's less than 4%. It means you need to do, underwrite 27 deals yeah. just to bid on one. Yeah. Um, so if you can increase your capacity to do that more quickly and more effectively, you're going to find the, better, the, the deals that you need to do. Yeah. Now you said that uh, now the analysts, you take one analyst can do what four or five are doing. Analysts out there shaking in their boots. <laughs> you got them afraid now, Ben. You're not. No. No. <laughs> You're just going to be a more effective analyst, right? That's absolutely right. I mean, the yeah. way that I see it is like if you were a logging company, right, mm -hmm. and uh, you had the opportunity to give all of your people chainsaws, mm -hmm. would you do it? <laughs> yeah. Of course, right? Yeah. Because in the market really that we're good in today, yeah, at the market that we're in today, it's about, it's not like the beginning of the boom cycle where yeah, you look at 10 deals and maybe you find one, right? Mm -hmm. Now we live in a world where we are data rich mm -hmm. and that means that we need to turn over every possible stone to find the best deal out there, especially with margins and cap rates the way they are right now. Yeah, and so if I've done, I've put 30 deals, let's say, and, and, and I'm doing my 31st deal. Mm -hmm. Now can I go back and look at this 31st deal and go, well, maybe some expenses are too low or too high compared to what I've looked at in the past? Absolutely. That's what it does. Uh, it's one of its core functions in our data IQ product. So it can really help you understand and see uh, opportunities or maybe something a seller's hiding, right? Yeah, well, certainly a place to look. I mean, yeah. uh, furthermore, as you're putting in those expenses, for example, yeah. it's going to learn the way that you code those to your own chart of accounts. Yeah. So the goal here is that all parties to this transaction, the lender, the seller, the buyer, the broker, both brokers, we're all looking at the same source data, right? Yeah. But through the lens that we prefer to see it through. Right. So as a broker, you want to be able to get your opinion. You want to become an expert in the deal as quickly right. as possible, right? right? So. All those brokers out there, you meet a you meet a potential seller, you want to be able to get that data in and then come up with a compelling story and a beautiful visual dashboard to say, like, this is my opinion of value of this property, this is where the premium lies, this is the schedule on which I can this is the story I can tell to the buyer now, to achieve this price. You said beautiful, <laughs> so it must not be just uh, numbers. Yeah, that's right. We have uh, you know graphs and charts and uh, yeah. All that kind of good stuff. Yeah. Maps. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a great part of it. Yeah. So what if I uh, so I can get it in, in almost any format? You said Excel and PDF, right? Yeah. And then I can import it kind of instantly. Uh, but what if I manipulate, put it in the chart accounts, and get it the way that I think it should look? Uh, but then I want to give it to someone else. Can I also export it back? How can I export it out? What? Yeah. So everything is exportable. We tie very tightly to Excel. We have. I mean, maybe I should sort of explain, you know, we have two core products, mm -hmm. one called Data IQ, which is what we've spoken about most here, mm -hmm. that is getting the data into the platform, building those comp sets, understanding mm -hmm. what's going on with the properties, the dashboards. Mm -hmm. And then we have another product called Valuation IQ, which is a robust institutional grade underwriting model, which is a, you know, a custom Excel 
based application, mm -hmm. which syncs with that cloud. So you can simply from the interface, I could simply share a deal with my broker or with another, uh, you know, a buyer or a seller mm -hmm. um, or a lender. Um, I could also share the model with them directly. Uh, and all of this can be exported into my own templates as well. So, okay. uh, so even if that lender or buyer doesn't have Red IQ, I can export it into Excel or something. That's correct. Okay. We have an underwriting model that you can uh, yeah. distribute. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's awesome. It's, it's completely awesome because we need to be able to do things and, and, and faster, be a lot faster with it. And I love the ability to, to very easily look at, well, what, what's missing or what's wrong or where's the opportunity? You know, I've uh, sold a lot of apartment deals. And one mm -hmm. of the things that you always look for is, well, where are their expenses too high? Or are their rents too low on this particular type of unit? You know, that's where you want to be able to and use a tool like this to really find opportunities, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, you've been in the business for a long time, so mm -hmm. you know the expertise comes with time at mm -hmm. looking at those things, and mm -hmm. this is the method that we need. No one can keep all of this in their head, yeah, right? Um, right? So it's really a powerful tool to help you gather more data. And across our client base, I think we have data on 400,000 properties. Mm -hmm. um, we're looking at roughly 70, 70, we're on track to do like 70, 75,000 deals this year. Mm -hmm. So that's almost 10 million units that mm -hmm. we see data come through. Roughly 7.8% of those 400,000 are turning over each yeah. year. So that's a big chunk of the multifamily market, let's say in the 50 unit and up yeah. category. And we're going to bring a very large deal to market here in the next month or so. And so we'll, we'll put it in red IQ. So if you're oh, uh, watching or listening and you, and you want to see the results of this product, uh, let me know and we'll send that to you. And it's a class A uh, multifamily uh, property. So um, what's next for you guys? I mean, this is uh, almost magical kind of software. You think about what it does. It's it's got a lot, right? I'm yeah. really excited about the future yeah. of Red IQ. I mean, we have a bunch of really exciting things on mm -hmm. our near-term horizon. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we're working um, on. Ex we've had a lot of demand to expand mm -hmm. the uh, flexibility, the integrations that we offer. Um, you know, larger companies are looking for more ways to leverage the data they've put in to drive other models, uh, reports, um, feed internal templates that need to run through the chain of command to do all types of other tasks, right? Yeah. Um, also, we're going to be uh, leveraging this data that we get in. Since so many deals are underwritten through us and we see the same deal multiple times from multiple perspectives, mm -hmm. um, we're going to be offering some of that data in benchmarking mm -hmm. to help people get to, to take it that next step, right? So right yeah. now we're taking the first hard part off the table, which is get the source data in. The next part that you need to manage is, well, now I need to make my assumptions, right? Well, we're going to try and help our clients do that by, I'm not saying the computer is magically going <laughs> to get there, but yeah. it's going to line the plane up with the runway so that you've, all you have to do is go in and make your final, your final steps. That based on what we've seen, we can uh, get that out. And then finally, uh, toward the end of the year, we'll be um, adding an, another package that uh, supports an asset management use case more directly, let's say, oh. an additional suite of dashboards and tools. Well, awesome. We're, you're making some CEOs and CFOs happy and, and I think some <laughs> analysts as well. I sure uh, hope so. All right, Ben, well, thanks for being with us. Great information and uh, what a great tool. Yeah, please, uh, uh, anybody out there, feel free to check it out. Go to our website. 
Yeah, they, you can get a free demo. The website's RedIQ.com, and uh, they'll set up a demo. So do check it out. And thank you for joining us around the country or around the world. We appreciate uh, your views and you sharing the show and reaching out to us. All our social media accounts can be found at our show website, which is CommercialRealEstateShow.com. Till next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh, and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty. For customized asset and occupancy solutions, visit bullrealty.com. Commercial Agent Success Strategies, incredible training for commercial agents. Visit commercialagentsuccess.com. Red IQ, turning multifamily data into actionable intelligence. Visit rediq.com.